This, 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 this is mythical. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are gonna hear about your new tattoo. Yes. First of all, we yes. gotta we gotta we gotta go ahead and say that's gonna happen. I'm gonna divulge. I'm going to explain it. Yeah, you got some splaining to do because I'm personally like when I glanced at it first time I saw it, I you was completely I was confused and uh, uh, jealous, of course, but also jealous. Uh, you got more offended. Than me. I was offended. Okay, what I think it meant. Offended me deeply. Good. Uh, speaking of which, we're uh, we're on the heels of the Super Bowl, so we got to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, now we're, we're we're recording this, as you might guess, uh, after uh, well, before the Super Bowl happens. It happens this weekend, uh, but we will. I guarantee you, react and act and talk as if we actually saw it. We know exactly what happened. I'm going to predict the score. I'm going to be 100 percent right. Well, the, the thing that I'm going to be, we're both going to be 100% right on is what each track of her new album is about because we have oh. mm -hmm. inside information. That's right. That's right. About what each song from her new album is going to be about. So stay tuned for that, your biscuitiers. That's a good tease. I want to talk to you about something, though, because I, uh, I caught you in the act last night. <laughs> yeah, I I was a bit embarrassed, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I explain yourself. I do want to know how yeah. you what you what you were thinking when you walked in on me. <laughs> um, I was like, why has he got sunglasses I'll, on? I'll, <laughs> I'll why has he got sunglasses on? <laughs> well, I'll let you tell it. Okay. So, I had picked up Shepard from uh, his uh, tutoring, mm -hmm. and uh, of course we had been working he, together all day. Yeah, I, we've been together I've all day, seeing you all day. And then I, I left, and you left, and I was coming back to go to my house, but I needed a capo. Sometimes a guy needs a capo. Actually, mm -hmm. Shepard needed a capo, and I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll go by the creative house." to grab my capo because I've got one there. Mm -hmm. And I pull up to the creative house and I see one Mr. Link Neal's car. Uh -huh. I'm like, eight o'clock on a weeknight? I mean, he, this man's an hour and 20 minutes away from being in bed. <laughs> right. What is he doing at the creative house? Right. Alone. And then I'm like, presumably, I don't see any, any other cars because I was like, oh, is this like Scooter Club? Is that like, you know, your little your little buddies yeah, that yeah. you meet with all the time? Are they having a secret meeting and like, you know, planning something? Uh, what what could be going on? And I was, 
actually, I don't know if you noticed, I tr- as I walked in, because there's the outer door and then there's the inner door, I tried to make a lot of noise as I was coming in because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if like Lincoln Christie wanted a change in scenery. Sometimes that happens, you know? Sometimes- On uh, your desk, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I don't know what I'm walking myself into here. There's really- Walking myself There's no into. doorbell. Is that how you think about walking? Like walking you're, myself you're escorting into. yourself to places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mental, <laughs> it's a mental thing. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, make it a lot, like extra noise on the outer door. And then I got- And to, was it the outer door- it was locked. It was locked. The outer door and the inner door were locked. And I was like, what is going on? Should I just turn around? Maybe he doesn't need a capo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to the main door and I heard music playing. I was like, well, that doesn't necessarily change anything that could be happening. <laughs> I knocked. At which point your dogs uh-huh. started barking like crazy. Mm-hmm. You didn't come to the door. I unlock the door. I walk in and I see you standing in a tank top <laughs> and sunglasses <laughs> with headphones on. <laughs> That's your DJ thing. <laughs> I call Elk Hound Snuggle Baby in the act of Elk Hound Snuggle Babying. All alone. With nothing but my dogs. Uh, but yeah, I was wearing, yeah, and- uh, You're getting into character. <laughs> you didn't have your antlers, at least. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in full garb. I didn't have my complete cosplay on. I, didn't have, I wasn't wearing my fur tunic and my, my huge antlers, yeah. which is real. I do have that right. for certain special public appearances, of which I've only made one. One, one, one counts. Um, but yeah, I was, I was immediately <clears throat> self-conscious. Christy, uh, Christy and Lando were at like a, uh, a high school orientation. And the Follies freaking going to high school. So like they're doing like- They're already school. orienting him? They're all, ori- you know, getting you into the high school, getting you in the doors. So I, as I explained to Lando, like you can get all your nerves out over time, you can get acclimated. You can be nervous for this thing that doesn't matter, which is like an orientation information okay. session. Right. Be less nervous when you actually go to high school. Yeah. But I was not invited. How's that work? Um, Limited space? Uh, no, I was specifically not invited by my son. Oh, because you-, you, you Let's face it, I'm a famous Count DJ. Right. I'm famous a famous DJ. DJ might be and, recognized. And yeah, so his preference was for me to not be there, and my preference was also to not be there. Yeah, win-win. Because I was thinking, ooh, okay, while the cat's away, the DJ mouse will play. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want to be a DJ mouse. That's already, that's already, already a thing, yeah. Um, I've been working on this complete vinyl DJ setup at the Creative House. I, I bought a mixer. And then I brought over my record player from home. But then I'm like, you know what? I want a record player at home. So I like bought another record player. It's, it's turning into an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. And so had a new record player to set up and uh, connect it with my mixer and do it in such a way to establish and start to grease the skids for my vision, which is, uh, you know, to, to be able to DJ in in this space 
as a form of practice and uh, social connection okay. around music. But yeah, I was, um, I was setting up the record and I got hot. Oh. I got, I got hot, so I took my sweatshirt off and I happened to have a, like, you know, I had a, I had a white tank top underneath. So there was an outside chance you would have just been shirtless if you didn't have a tank top on. Which would have been even more was, interesting. I think it was the tank top that was making me hot, ironically. But like, I probably would have just left the sweatshirt on and, and uh, opened the door. But oh. instead, yeah, I took the sweatshirt off and I had on a tank top. Yeah. And it was rainy when I was driving there. And when I'm driving there in the rain, I put on those orange sunglasses that are like tinted to make the rain feel like it's got a sunny tint to it. And my head hurts from wearing the same glasses all day. They poke in the exact same place. So when I get in the car, I usually always put on a different type oh, of glasses. So that's the real reason. If it's my sunglasses. Or your driving glasses. And then because they're tinted, I forgot to take them off when I went into the creative house. So I thought that you were practicing, you know how like DJs who have like some sort of <laughs> obstruction on their head, in your case, it's sunglasses. <laughs> right. You're like, I got to know how to do this with limited vision. You thought I was, and you, because when you came in, you like looked at me and you're like, I got to get the thing. And I'm like, hey. And I was like about to explain. I'm, I'm wearing what I'm explaining now. But you were moving so fast. Well, Shepard was in the car. It seemed like you wanted to get out of there pretty fast. I did. So I didn't get to explain it. So you left thinking I that I was, I was cosplaying as a DJ all alone. Well, I mean, I would expect that that's what all DJs do. <laughs> so you, 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 but you, I mean, you had to find it a little, a little laughable. But I just imagine that the best DJs in the world okay. do their act like in the way that, oh, whatever they do with their hands, you know, they sit in rooms alone and do that stuff, right? Like pump their fists and whatever. I don't know what DJs do. I don't study the art. Mm. Me neither, really. I'm just kind of reinventing it all on my own. Yeah. But yeah, I was a bit self-conscious when you walked in and uh, here I was just like pretending. I didn't embarrass you though. I didn't say anything embarrassing. No, but I was like. You didn't laugh. <laughs> externally. <laughs> it was, I mean, it had to have been a pretty funny scene. But um, let me tell you, I had the best time ever. How much longer did you stay By myself. Past your bedtime? Probably three. Yeah, I, I got home at 9.30. Oh, good. Six, seven, eight, nine. So I was working on it for like three hours. Most of it was like debugging stuff. It wasn't even like practicing DJ. Now I can finally do that because I've been setting up this equipment. But, you know, the thing that occurred to me was I'm having so much fun just over here all by myself setting up this equipment and doing this hobby of mine. And then I realized... I had a flashback. It felt exactly how it used to feel as an only child in my room playing with my G.I. Joes, getting them exactly how I wanted them. Nobody, I would spend hours alone in my room listening to music and just posing G.I. Joe figures. And well, then, now as a 45-year-old man, I am doing the exact same thing. Well, that could be part of your deal. What if playing. You, what if you had little... By myself. G.I. Joe figures and WrestleMania figures that were on the record spinning and things. And it was like, if you get a close-up of Elkhound Snuckle Baby set, set up, 
he's playing with toys at the same time. I I just need to practice. I need to focus on. I'm the, just saying maybe that's like level skills. two. Like fully embrace the play aspect of, of, of what you're doing. Have some little figures. The now that I have a complete vinyl setup, I can still do a digital setup, but I kind of like the limitation of only playing the vinyl that I have, and it it gives me an excuse to keep buying records. So with this particular setup, there is no pre-programmed playlist. This is like I got a record playing a song, and I got another record on deck about to play another song, and I got to keep switching the whole time. Oh yeah. And is there a digital safety net in no, this system? Not yet. Where will there be? Yeah, there will be eventually because you want to be able to play songs that you don't own. Requests. But I like the um, I like the the challenge of just playing what I own. The next big frontier for me is I almost don't want to say it. Scratching. Oh, is that like, still a thing? Of course, it's a thing. I, I, like I said, I don't study the art, man. Um, and it's having a resurgence of like hip hop DJs, but like it takes a it takes another level of cojones to start scratching in front of people, because then you're not just playing music. Because you never you can't lose the beat. That's the, that's <laughs> well, the thing. It's well, like, yeah, there, I mean, but just the fact that you're doing it is it's kind of like your friend walks in on you and you're like, you know, you know what I was doing. Yeah, wearing had, sunglasses and a tank top. If you had been scratching <laughs> when I walked in, I would have just walked right out. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would have left my capo there. You'd have dashed out. <laughs> but I'm, I'm having the time of my life all by my, myself with just me and my dogs and my records, pretending that I'm DJing a party that no one's shown up for. It's great. Well, you got to DJ your own party before I, you DJ anybody exactly. else's. I. I mean. I realize I do sit things solitarily, like I mountain bike by myself a lot. I do some hiking. We've both done some solo trips, but I've never said I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my room and play with my toys. I might you might watch a movie by yourself. I might listen to music by myself at home, but I've never just gone to my I've gone to my clubhouse and played with my toys. I mean, this is another level of like yeah, and it's. And we don't. It's and you don't play video games. I don't play video games. So I don't play video like games. We, we don't. We do that. Yeah. So, like, just just playing by myself is uh, this is a new thing for me. But you, it's making you happy, which is so all, happy. It's important. I mean, did I seem happy when you, when I didn't seem embarrassed when you walked in? You seem experiencing joy. Yeah, I was. It was the best thing ever. I'll invite you over at the right time for the right listening party. What am I gonna do? You gonna there, listen sit to, there in front of you? You're going to listen to music. Just by myself? Uh, maybe. I just sit on the couch or opposite El Count's Knuckle Baby and just watch him? I don't know about that. I feel like well, I need to bring somebody. Can I, I bring think, my wife? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Can we make out? My, me and my wife. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we dance? If, 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 if that's where I take you, if that's the feelings that start coming up, you know, then uh, I feel like that that would be... Uh, that would be a testimony to my ability to usher you into um, a state a, of a rapture. Zone. Yeah, yeah, a state of rapture. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to it. All right, I'm not quite ready. I'm easing into it. I'm like having different subsets of people c come over at different times, and I'm kind of I'm laying the groundwork. Um, 
I got a record collecting friend of mine coming over oh. Saturday night. Okay. And uh, we're going to play some records and, you know, listen to each other's You're records. putting together the foundation. And practicing. So I'm actually pretty damn excited about it. Like I am too. I think I'm, I, it, might, I might, it might be moving ab above snowboarding. Whoa, careful now. <laughs> yeah, I know. To number two. So, so that's it. Now I'm going to unabat, next time I will be shirtless. I think maybe the only request I would make is if we could have some sort of maybe uh, red light or something that is on over the front door if you're in that state. <laughs> Just so I know what I'm walking into. Is this a DJ sh session or is this something else? <laughs> Just some kind of system. Lonely nights, DJ. Okay. Um, okay. We've got uh, a book that we would love you to, to, to purchase. Uh, and not just because we want you to purchase it. We actually think you're going to love the hell out of this cookbook. I think, I think you're going to want to cook with it because it is a cookbook. Uh, this is the Mythical Cookbook. It has recipes from the show that we love, you know, and then it also has a whole lot of new original recipes that Josh and the Mythical Kitchen crew have put together. Every single thing that I've tasted that is in this cookbook is legitimately amazing and legitimately it. creative. Oh yeah, that's actually the one that's just got the cover this on This is it. a fake book. We only have one actual real one right okay. now. Okay. Um, and Josh did such a good job on this. I mean, first of all, you, you know how knowledgeable Josh is about food. He's also a great writer and he's very funny. And so, uh, and the whole team, you know, contributed to the recipes. Mm. It was a group effort. The only thing that we did was present it to you and then uh, get into some of the photos. Uh, mm, smells good. So we present this to you, the Mythical Cookbook, mythicalcookbook.com, where you can go and get yourself the cookbook. a pre-order a copy right the now. Cookbook. It's coming out in March, I think. <clears throat> Ear Biscuits is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Boy, that big game last night was amazing. I certainly bit some of my nails. Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe that in the end, the Chiefs pulled it off. Mm-hmm. 34 to 24. You yep. know, I didn't, I, you know, it was, it was a little touch and go in the first half, but there, the experience of Mahomes, <laughs> as I like to call him, 
uh, really, at the end of the day, I think pulled them through. And uh, yeah, that 10 point victory mm -hmm. that set beat, up, beat the spread, or I don't know. I actually, I don't know who's, who, who was favored. I mean, uh, and then, I mean, what can you say about Usher? I mean, the fact that Man. his theme was, he, he chose to like go all in on Usher. Like, yes, that's his name, but to like be an Usher at, like he was like directing people to their seats. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and giving, selling peanuts. Right, like, oh, that hit, would you, do you need help with your ticket? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, when he did it to one person, like, oh, do, especially do you need impressive. help knowing, finding your seat? Like, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then when he did it again, I was like, uh, he's really committed that's so to this funny. bit. And then by like the 20th person that he helped find their seat, the altercation was interesting. Like, where it's like, oh, that somebody thought it was their seat, they were already in it. And then Usher's like, no, this isn't your seat. Oh, you remember that? DJ Khaled, he had to, he was escorted out. <laughs> right. And then, but but he he, he was, was like, adamant. Another one. Because this is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was adamant that it was his seat, and he was like, "This is my seat." And then he looked at the ticket, and he was like, "You know." He hung his head, and he and he it left. Was, it was, was kind of sad. Um, and then Kelsey with uh, four receptions for a total of I can't believe ninety one receiving yards. Mm -hmm. So and I love the fact that every single time he caught it, and that one touchdown that he caught. Whew, and then when he caught it and he spiked the ball and then he looked up into the box where none other than Tay Tay right. was there doing the Nay Nay. What is this, that, that thing? That was, and, it was a really beautiful moment. But that was the only time that they cut away to Taylor Swift. One time. Which only is, once. Which is interesting. Yeah. You would have like, thought it okay. would have happened a bunch. Yeah, but it only happened the one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she here? Did she make it? I kept thinking that. So, they, oh, there she is. And they waited for exactly the there right she time. Is. And then, of course, the celebration. Oh, the, at the celebration. End. Oh, my when gosh. He, when uh, Travis went right past his mother. Yeah. And just like pushed her out of the. She fell down. Right. <laughs> his mom is still on the ground. He's still on the ground. And then embraced Taylor. And then everyone, the media turned all of their attention away from any of uh, anyone else yeah. and formed a circle of cameras around them that began rotating. Mm hmm. It was like a Greek dance. And then they did that weird reenactment of that scene from The Matrix because they had all the cameras around them and all the cameramen were like, oh, we can do that thing where it's like 360. Right. And then Taylor started doing that thing where the bullets and Travis was acting like yeah. he was doing it too. Right, right, right. Bullets added in post, I will point out. Of course, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. there's some sort of a time delay. That was wonderful. It was wonderful, it was wonderful. Um, and then she, when she pulled her hamstring, yeah, that's really yeah. what stopped it. it that that kept, was the it end. Would have kept they going. cut away. It was like, and it was really because she had had the compression socks on on the flight back from Tokyo, mm -hmm. uh, right. and so she hadn't moved her legs enough. She had stretched enough, right? Because she's, I mean, that woman is in shape. You know, she's she'd run around every single night. You know what I'm saying? So that it's woman like, is in shape to pull to pull a muscle is un completely unexpected, and I blame it completely on the compression socks. I'm so sure we, that's exactly yeah, what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have, we, as you might already know, um, we don't talk about, we don't really talk about pop culture. It's never really been our thing, and it's not going to start being our thing. Or sports, but leave it to Taylor Swift to make us talk about both. Yeah. Why, out of all the, like, we couldn't be the podcast that didn't? No, we can't. Well, here's the thing. Everyone's got a take on this. 
lots of there's lots of tired takes. I mean, obviously the most tired take is all the all the the football bros who are upset who who are upset about the fact that you know they're they're they've been cutting to shots of Taylor when. I, what was that calculation that you showed us? How much money has Taylor made the Chiefs? It's like a hundred three hundred and thirty yeah, million. Lots of money. Yeah, of course. Like I haven't I don't watch NFL I haven't watched NFL football. And I did because I was like I the Chiefs were on one Sunday and I was like, Oh, are they gonna like I'm just interested in the phenomenon of this. Are they like, do they cut to Taylor? Is that what happens? And then they did. And it's just like it, it the whole thing works. And it's, then there, there's the people who think that the whole thing was scripted. Which, you know, since the Chiefs won 34 to 24, just like I said they would, <laughs> you got to start thinking that maybe it was. This is all orchestrated by the I mean, the it's NFL. undeniably positive and powerful PR. Oh, yeah. Enough to, for it to be rigged? You have to ask. And then, of course, you got the conspiracy that um, this is all just orchestrated by uh, the progressive left to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take over the, the, the minds of the youth of America and get them to vote Democratic. And that, that's what this is all about. And she's an agent. She is an agent of the left. But it's really, it's, talk about unprecedented. In, in terms of, like, the confluence of pop culture, it's really unprecedented. Well, I think about the fact that, you know, the thing that so, sort of, I think, is... That bothers me not about th- about their relationship, but about everyone's response to it. Is that we just happen to live in a time where everyone has to have a take. Like people of two famous people can't like just think about it. Go back in time when we were kids, and like, what if Jerry Rice started dating Janet Jackson, and we would have been like, "All right, this is we like we would have been like." That's kind of amazing. Let me just think about that for a while. Let me just you, think about it. Let me just it. think about it because you can't see them. They don't have social media. Like, yeah. let me just think about Janet Jackson and Jerry Rice right now. Mm, let me just think about it. And that would be it. And well, it would, I would be like, well, let me think about it until 7.30 tonight when I can watch a little blurb on entertainment tonight. Exactly. But you wouldn't be like. Which my mom and I watched every single night Let me. Week. I got to have a take on this. I gotta, I gotta take a side. I have to have an opinion about this, this relationship. I mm-hmm. have to have an opinion about, like, things just don't happen anymore without comment. It, we, we lived in a time things, most things, by the way, happened without comment. You might think a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. You might talk to your friends about them, but it wasn't like, I've gotta say something about it. I, I should think something about this. Like, I'm not a fan. I am a fan. I don't really know about this. I like this. I, mm-hmm. It's just kind of, it's sort of culturally sad. Ultra, ultimately, what I'm saying is just when, like, this, when this is the thing that you have to have an opinion on specifically. I, I think just say. beyond the fact that like, okay, they seem happy. That's wonderful. Why do I need to think anything else beyond that? I, oh, it's interesting. It's uh, the NFL is making more money because of this. That's an interesting little marketing thing. We'll study that next year in Marketing 101, whatever. But I don't know. My hot take is I just think that having hot takes is is sad. It's sad <laughs> that we have to have a take. Yeah, I definitely don't want to have any hot takes on like what her new album tracks are about right now. 
Right, and how they might like play into certain conspiracies right. about her. And we would never do that. We would never make up stuff about Taylor Swift that's not true. So let's get to it. Okay. <laughs> so Tay-Tay released her album art uh, on the heels of the Grammy, during the Grammys. Yeah. And Pretty big night for us, honestly, because that was when we found out that uh, one of our friends has made, <laughs> made the album. Posty's on track one. He's on track one. Um, so, which which gives me sort of an existential crisis because uh, can you be a Taylor Swift fan and also be a Miley Cyrus fan? <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Of course you can. You didn't get my joke? Of course you can. Of course you can. Um, so Taylor Swift has released her album art, which featured the tracks right there on the front cover. 17 of them. What she has not said is what each song is about, but wouldn't you like to know? We're going to take care of that for you. Track number one is called Fortnite. Uh-huh. Um, Fortnite, of course, is her capitalizing on her purchase of the video game Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Which she now owns. This will become public knowledge. You don't mean one brand. You mean... One one copy of it. You mean the the whole brand? Yeah, right. I'm talking about she owns the <laughs> video game and the company that makes it. Epic Studios, right? Yes, she. Uh, of course. Yes. Um, Fortnite is a the new theme song for the game, and it is performed <laughs> by Taylor Swift herself. Of course, um, you're going to be disappointed to find out that Post Malone's feature is just the sound of him. Um, doing the floss. Oh, it's just the sound of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like the wisping of his clothes while flossing. But it's a pretty raspy, pretty it, raspy whistle. Yeah, he is He is doing a Fortnite dance, and the ASMR of that oh, is that's a little disappointing. A little, a little disappointing. A little disappointed. But a lot of Taylor Swift, every single player now in Fortnite will be Taylor Swift. Okay. Oh well, that's something to be excited about. Different eras of all the different yeah, eras. Eras. Mm -hmm. The uh, the tortured poets department. The title track. Uh -huh. uh, this is actually how. This is really a message about how Taylor finds her power, and that is in Taylor's basement. She is and has been for a long time torturing poets, uh, <laughs> right. specifically specifically teen poets, teenage poets, because yes. they can't be too old. She's, that's not, how chil she... not children, but teens. Yep. She's torturing them. She's putting them through all kinds of psychological torture and some physical torture. Their adrenaline is really pumping, and she has been harvesting the adrenochrome or adenochrome or whatever it is. Yep. Right from a big long, <laughs> s really swir a swirly straw, she sticks a swirly, a big pink swirly straw into each one of the teens and sucks on it, and that's how she has that power that she has. Yes, and then she chases that by vaping tween hormones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, track number three. My boy only breaks his favorite toys. Uh -huh. Of course, you could guess this one. It is indeed about. Travis Kelsey, yeah. her boy, and his uh, celebrations in the end zone where he's grabbing and and spiking the football. Okay, you know he's just he. You know how he destroys the football by spiking it. Right. Um, the so song it's not, not too deep. The song no, it's not too deep. The song was gonna be called "I Love How He Grabs His Pigskin." 
Oh. Oh. But, but, um, she decided against that. I'm glad she did. Yeah. Uh, Track number four, Down Bad. This is a subliminal message to keep everyone from going south to Antarctica to find her lair. Oh, is that <laughs> okay. where it is? Because if you, it's like, down, bad, down, bad. <laughs> Every, anytime somebody gets in a plane, anytime somebody starts traveling, they know, down, bad. Stay away from the bottom of the earth oh. where the ice wall is. Because when you get to the ice wall and you find the door, you go in and that's Taylor's deal down there. Uh-huh. That's where she's doing most of her like world domination plan. Right. That's, that's where her entire council is. And that's where the, that's where the poets are in the basement. No, they're in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The Close poets by. are in LA. She's got, right. she's got, she's got basements everywhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a Dreamville cover. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the song already exists. Um, track number five, "So Long London," is a non sequitur in the album, uh, where she just sings about how long it takes to get across the city of London. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and how and, and how long is that? Uh, seven days on foot. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. You might further across obstacles. than you think, right? Uh, track number six. But Daddy, I love him. This is actually a script for teen girls whose dads are conservative Trump voters, uh, and it's it's about how they can defend to their dad, first time voters, why they're voting for Biden. <laughs> okay, okay? <laughs> it's but Daddy, I love him. That's good. And it's just- it, That's it, helpful. It's just a script. You it's, you don't have to, because the last thing we want y'all to do is think, right? Don't think, just go into the kitchen and just read these exact this exact script to your dad. Or you could sing it. You could sing it. You could sing it. You can make it a whole performance. Whatever's the most effective. Mm-hmm. I do like that the, that the dad is in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he is. He's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But he's eating in the kitchen. He's right. not, well. he's, this one's not. And, and reading his paper. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? Um, track number seven, Fresh Out the Slammer. Oh. This is um, set in the future when after her, um, after the woman who was tracking her private jet oh. gets out of prison from, oh. from, 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 the, from, the, from the suit, mm. you know? So it's, it's about what Taylor is going to do to the college student who has been tracking her private jet after she gets out of prison because of the lawsuit. Wow, I can't wait to hear that one. Can lawsuits send you to prison? I'm sure they can. Yeah. In, in this in this world that we're, we've created, yes. Right. Uh, track number eight. No, we're all in Taylor's world. Uh, track number eight. Florida! Okay. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Here's the deal about Florida. You know, traditionally it was a swing state. It is not expected to be a swing state. This is another political one. Not expected to be a swing state in 2024, but surprisingly, it is going to be a swing state, and the election is going to come down to the state of Florida. In a mm. couple of days, after the election, they're going to be counting the ballots in Florida, and then Taylor is going to drop a secret track called Hanging Chads, okay, <laughs> which is all about well-endowed dudes named Chad. Oh, gosh. And... Um, <laughs> And and this concert is really the thing that's going to completely swing the uh, 
the count down there and then you know the people start cheating and you know Biden will win. What feature allows them to count the votes? What feature allows them to count the votes? I don't know where you're gonna Florence. The Florence machine. and the machine. That's what the machine is. It's <laughs> the go. voting machine. That's right, Link. I love it. Uh, track number nine, as we know, is called "Guilty as Sin." Question mark. Um, this is an expose against the college student who was tracking her private jet, exposing that she also has her own private jet. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah. So who's guilty now? <laughs> Track number 10. Who's afraid of little old me? This is Taylor's not so subtle suggestion that she is actually over 300 years old. And oh. she made a deal with the devil in a little place called Salem, which trials much? You heard about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she is, she's, Taylor's a witch, and she's she's admitting it, and okay. she's over 300 years old. I thought it was vampires that were old. If you're, the, if you're the right kind of witch, you can live forever. Okay, okay. Seems like it would have been simpler just to make her a vampire in this joke. Oh, sorry, it's not a it's joke. Not a joke. <laughs> um, where are we at? Track number 11. I can fix him. No, really, I can't. <laughs> she can't stop writing about Trav Trav oh, yeah. and his left elbow contusion. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It has been a problem this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I had to Google that and everything. But who's going to fix it? Taylor. Uh, track number 12. I think, I think contusion is just, it's just another word for a bruise. Uh, track number... Just kind of go away. Sorry. Track number 12 is an acronym, L-O-M-L which means, look, only me lives, which is basically Taylor's admission that her ultimate goal is to kill every single person on earth other than herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dark. Yeah, I mean, eventually she will be by herself on a desolate landscape singing, yep, it's me, I was the, I was okay, the problem. Right. It so, was me. So she's just coming out and just writing these lyrics. Well, like, no, it's all subliminal. It's subliminal, but I, I'm well, just saying. I wouldn't say it's subliminal as much as just super catchy. Yeah, but look, only me lives. Yeah, yeah. It's, I know what she's saying. Well, that's cute. That's the grammar's not right. Track number 13, I can do it with a broken heart. And the it she's referring to here is build birdhouses. <laughs> <laughs> and what are, what are the birdhouses for? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's it. It's pretty straightforward. Track number fourteen: the smallest man who ever lived. Uh, this is another little bit of an admission. She's uh, revealing a lot about herself, and that is the fact that inside Taylor Swift's head, it is not a brain. No, it is a tiny little <laughs> record executive. <laughs> Who shriveled himself up? Shriveled himself <laughs> up <laughs> some, in order to fit inside her head. Okay, yeah. And he then, didn't shrink himself. And, and he and shriveled and, himself. And, and basically has been manipulating her for this entire time oh, to really? take over the entire record industry. Okay. Yeah. So it's really, I, I hate to say it, this is actually the little old man that lives inside of Taylor's head. It's his coming out party, is really what this album's all about. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Track number 15, The Alchemy. 
is a completely instrumental track that will be backing her up on her Vegas residency as a magician. She's going, her next thing is a magician. Yeah. It's a, she used the bird, she raises the birds in her magic act. In yeah, I think that's where the birdhouses come from. Okay. Yeah, let's really try to rescue that one. Okay. <laughs> Clara Bow. This track is a prophecy, okay? Okay. Because the last person standing when Taylor is finishing off the last of humanity will be this little girl named Clara. <laughs> And she will give up a hell of a fight. I oh. Mean, I mean, it's like horror film girl. Taylor versus Clara, and the only people there to see it are the animals that are still alive, <laughs> Taylor and Clara. But Taylor, unfortunately, is going to finish Clara off with a long bow as she is running away from her. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Taylor's okay. going to be like, <laughs> and that's it. And that, the animals are just going <laughs> to freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'll, then she'll rule over all the animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a bonus track, if you're still listening. Track number 17, The Manuscript, is uh, it's, it's a really long track because it is an audio book. Not only is it read by Britney Spears about Taylor Swift's life, but it, it is also written by Britney Spears. Oh, really? It's going to be great. <laughs> It's going to be great. A little bit of a comeback. Yes. And there you have it. Uh, that's what Taylor's album is all about. Did you read Britney's <laughs> autobiography? I did. I think you want her to write everyone else's. I listened to uh, Michelle Williams read Britney's autobiography okay. and enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, oh, good. There you go. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That was fun. How did that make you feel? Uh, a little dirty, actually. A little you know? dirty. Like, it just felt like... Just making stuff up. What are, we, what, trying to get, trying what are to get you guys to, doing? To believe what things? What are you guys doing? This is your podcast. That didn't feel, that didn't feel right. Um, you know? Now it's time for me to admit some things. Fun. I'm going to talk about my tattoo. Uh, people were asking why I wasn't talking about it on Good Mythical More, and I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Let's save it for the ear biscuit. But now you're doing it here. Yeah, save it for an audio medium. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a video. 
Um, okay, so there are there's it's I, I didn't realize. Well, I guess I did kind of realize it, and we'll we'll cut to a picture of this for those of you who are watching. When I got this tattoo, I didn't really think about the fact that somebody asking me what's your tattoo was going to give me a like a choose your own adventure number of options to say right. It's like I could be like it's just a cool tattoo, you know. I could be like, have you actually said that to somebody? No, because okay, so because what I realize is that the the tell, real tell me answer, your tattoo was just cool. The real answer is this is an interpretation of a conception of the ancient Near Eastern, you know, cosmos. <laughs> of course, it an is an interpretation of the ancient Near Eastern conception of the cosmos, meaning that the people in the early biblical times. Uh, you know, in that region of the world where that text and those myths were originated, they thought that the earth was flat. They thought that, you know, the earth was fixed and it had pillars that went down into the ground. And they thought that there was a firmament. Uh, when you, cause you know, you look up at night and you see these lights and you're like, oh, it must be some sort of dome or whatever. And they thought so that there was a firmament was, is like a shell. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a giant bubble, and there are waters above. You remember in Genesis oh, yeah. it says the waters above and the waters below, and so, and you know the Leviathan, which is the sea serpent. A lot of people think this is a dragon, and for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not. Gonna, yeah, it is. It, but it's a sea serpent more than a dragon. He doesn't have wings. Uh, well, actually, he does have arms, and this was I. I this, so I yeah. left this up to. Basically, what I did is there's a bunch of really cool diagrams of this sort of conception of the cosmos. If you just look up like ancient Near Eastern cosmos uh, diagram or something like that. Okay. So people have created these things, and I gave them all to Michael Mendoza, who does my tattoos and your tattoos. And I was like, I think this will make a sick tat, <laughs> but I want you to do your interpretation of it. And also, I want this to be on my forearm, and so we kind of need to make it fit a forearm in yeah. and and a relatively long, skinny forearm, if I'm being honest with you. And so he just kind of like took some amalgam, and then I sent him a bunch of pictures of Leviathans that people had done and we kind of met and he kind of decided, oh, what do you think about doing it like this and like giving it some legs and stuff. Um, now, and then he like, he added these, you know, his fine line work is really cool. And so he kind of added that to sort of fill it out and make it go around a little bit. Like the rivers, the waterfalls. Yeah, and they're not really any, that's up to whatever you interpret them to be. Oh, I, I interpret it as water. That's, and, that, and that's actually where water would be. So it's good that that's how you see it. And of course, you've got the. Uh, this is where they thought that you went after you died. This this big black pit here, Sheol. They literally thought that like the place where you went after you died, and everybody went there, good, bad, indifferent, uh, is where you went to kind of rest, and it was underneath your feet, you know. Okay. But they thought that God lived up here above the firmament, and that's why everything that was coming from the sky, whether it was sun or you know, rain, everything, it's all, it, you know, lightning, it's all, that's God doing God stuff up here. Uh -huh. And so they thought that heaven was above the firmament. And so in a lot of these old diagrams, this is the realm of God. And they represent God usually just with like a word or something. 
And I was like, well, I've had this idea since we talked about it on GMM. Is that where it hatched? Yeah. To get a little door tattoo, right? And so <clears throat> I put in the realm of God, I put a little door to something else. Now, the significance of this to me. Can turn it this way a little bit? Um, first of all, I just think it's a sick tat. <laughs> but um, the reason I got this on my arm, instead of, I know I talked a little bit about maybe getting uh, whale skeletons, which I am gonna do, I'm gonna fill in some of this arm because now my right arm is is lacking because it's like there's too much on this. Now, I don't, we'll talk about where I'm going next, but so I always thought this was a really cool moment in history but the, what it represents to Brett, me- this didn't really happen. What it rep, well, the funny thing is, is because there's, there's so much misinformation in the world today. There are more people than there should be, like significantly more people than there should be who actually think, talk about conspiracies, actually think that the world is flat and it kind of looks like this. Seems like you're part of the problem. And so now I have to be like, I don't think the world is, the earth is flat. No, I don't think that. You it's, have a flat earther <clears throat> tattoo yeah. though. Uh, yeah, I kind of do. You're so, a flat earther. I'm a flat earther in spirit. So <laughs> th this is what this means to me. So this is basically the way the people who wrote the Bible thought the world was. And I kind of, you know, obviously I have been on a bit of a journey over the past 20 years in how my beliefs have evolved. Now, no one, well, used to be the case that no one, until pretty recently, no one who, like, most Christians don't think the world Earth is flat. Most Christians believe that the Earth is a globe, a sphere, and they kind of take, they believe the truth yeah. about the way the world is. Um, but the people who wrote the Bible, this is 100% definitely what they thought in a, an approximation of what they thought. And of course, that document and the religion that flowed from it is a very significant part of kind of like who I am, why I am who I am, why I believe what I believe. But the little door in the place of God is kind of like those beliefs were the foundation that led to the door that I went through to get to the next thing, which is, so that's one meaning of the door. But also, you know, the door and the open door represents my general and I hope forever lasting openness towards whatever God is. Is that the why there's of God. not a doorknob? Um, well, because, yeah, because God opened it. He there's not pushed. a doorknob because, Michael, I just don't, like, Michael's like, what do you think about this? No, you no, know no, me, you gotta, I'm kind of like. You can't, don't say that. Yes, yes, that's what, there's not a doorknob because the door will never be shut. There's a doorknob on the other side. Yeah, okay. So did you open the door? Or did God blast it open? The door is open. That's the only thing I can tell you. Who opened it? The door is open. Yeah. Um, and also... And I don't know that it will close. I mean, I can talk to him about that. Because there's no latch. And also, the idea that there's this open door, the, like the next thing the next thing that you believe is almost always determined by the current thing that you believe. Okay. You know, so that's, you, that's, that, that's the meaning behind it. You could also put like the reflection of the door on the other side and then it could be a door to a tunnel through your arm. And then I could have a magic act like David Blaine and I could stick things through my entire arm. 
Is that what you were going to say, though? No. And so now I've got what you might loosely call the spiritual arm okay. and the science arm. Oh. And so that's why the idea of getting, filling in some of the space with those whale skeletons, because there's... Because basically, you need to say what, what your oh, other tattoo yeah, is. Yeah, this is the, the Voyager spacecraft. This is the, the probe, the, the probe, uh, which was launched at basically exactly the same time that I was born, like within a month or two. That's still way out there in the at the edges of the cosmos. It, it, it's we, we've it's the thing that is the furthest away from us that we've ever made. Uh, but a quick moment, yeah. I, I would like to acknowledge that we just had an earthquake. Yeah. Did you oh, feel we did? it? Yeah, we, I felt it. I was about I, to stop it for a I second. I saw your face. I didn't feel anything. And I was like, she's really into this tattoo. <laughs> She is shook. I, no, I literally was like, I was like, am I imagining this? If it goes on longer, I should probably stop the. How long was it? I didn't feel I it. I felt it for a good I was fifteen like in seconds. My own world like it too. was like, and then the slacks going off right now. Yeah, was it when I was talking about I never God? Feel yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So the f oh <laughs> shit, the firmament shaking, dude. Kitchen is filming right now too, and they they <laughs> yeah. This is like an earthquake in a couple of weeks that yeah I've been working during. And like, like, I can't feel nothing when I'm working. We were on a we were on a video call the other day uh, with the Rent and Link Channel team, and we okay. had an earthquake, and everyone experienced it except you because you were yeah I didn't feel it. You're out of town. I was in. Was that when I was in New Zealand? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you felt so left out too because <laughs> we were all talking. But then about I was it. like, I'm in New Zealand, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> if y'all go down. Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> so I don't. So, so get sucked into Sheol. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know how to interpret that. I don't know what that means. That uh, I, was that, talk, I was talking about the pillars of the earth and the, the door to God, and then God gave us an earthquake. Well, in the current book that I am reading, it is a positive thing. It's like the gods are waking up, and it is a good omen. So. That's just a that's just a Thank you for reading the book. That's just yeah. a fantasy. That's just a fantasy book okay. that I'm reading right now. So, right. uh I'd say that's the truth that we should go with. Okay. Uh, that's like kind it. of a you're so you're in left arm territory. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, I was just like make sure that we don't lose a recording. Yes. <laughs> so, but if you're in right arm territory, well, so right then arm you're like I think tectonic plates just shifted a little bit and the earth grumbles a little bit and that's just what yeah, you, you, you have to have a different perspective. So I don't know. I, I I really. I mean, first of all, I just love what Michael does, and he and like he can nail something that's this detailed. Ten hours of what ended up being very painful towards the end. Whew. What I will say is ten that ten hours. It's um, ten hours actually under the. Needle. Oh yeah, straight. Yeah, with a couple of snack breaks. But the thing that I'm realizing now is like, okay, yeah, like I have to, I have to think. It's like somebody asks you what you do for a living. It's like, what kind of conversation am I wanting to have? If somebody's interesting and interested mm -hmm. and we have the time, then there's quite a story to tell about either one of these. If yeah. someone is neither of those things, it's like, this is a Voyager space probe. This is a dragon. A dragon. <laughs> this is a dragon. You know, it's, or it's, it's a dragon it, in his home. It's an abstract thing. It's an abstract thing. It is whatever you want it to be. You know, I'm not going to get into this. I mean, you could say it's a creation myth. Yeah. Just say that. Oh, yeah, because the Leviathan, which was very, you know, 
was very significant in the um, in the whole James and the Shame thing. This is like you know the agent of chaos, essentially that God subdued in order to create the world. Hmm. Um, and then it's mentioned in the Bible in Job. You know when when we talk about that, but that that concept comes from ancient Near Eastern creation myths that were surrounding the people who wrote the Bible, uh, and it made its way in. But what they really, you know, the Babylonians, I think, articulated that a little more specifically, but. And if if you're listening right now and you're like, boy, more Bible talk, I'm really into that, then hold on to your hats because the next two weeks are going to be right up your sheol. So yeah, that's true. Just I'm just I'm putting a teaser in here. Next week is Rhett's spiritual deconstruction update, and then at, the next week will be mine and answering some questions. So um, that's the next two. So you're yeah, no tattoo regret. No. People talk about that. You know, especially when it's the second one on the same place, but the other arm, and you put a lot of time into it. You met with Michael in person ahead of time, and you had a presentation. You had like a PowerPoint. Oh yeah, <laughs> and all these different references and stuff to be like, this is why this is significant, and this is these are the things that yeah. I, just because it's so it's it is very specific, and if anybody knows this stuff, I wanted it to be like, yeah, like this is. You want it to be accurately wrong. Right, exactly. Accurately. I want to be accurately wrong. wrong. I want it to be wrong in exactly the right way. Um, right. Yeah, but I don't really know what, you know, the, the thing that you never know, and this is like we just, I discussed this with him, I was like, sometimes you get a tattoo, and especially if you get a tattoo that is something very specific like this, and then you're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that. From a distance, this looks like a jellyfish. Or this, from a distance, right. this looks like something embarrassing. Oh, crap, I got a penis on my arm and I didn't realize it. Did you think that about the probe? Uh, no, but I've heard, there's people who... It's lollipop. There's people who are like, is it a dragonfly? Like, if you see it from a distance or something, oh, yeah. I get, maybe, you know, it's like, I don't know exactly what that is. Um, yeah, I get that too. It's like, is he a lesbian? Oh, yeah. Remember it's, that? That's a similar, similar yeah. thing. But, so I think it might be a lollipop on your right arm, but then your left arm, I would say a dream catcher. You think this is like a dream catcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rounded at the top, so it has a circular thing, and then it has hangy down parts underneath. It's like a dream catcher. The, I like the fact that from any noticeable distance, it kind of just looks like something you're going to have to get closer to. Yeah, yeah. It's an invitation. It's like, for I don't inspection. know, he's got something on there. But I don't know where I'm going to go from here. Where are you going to go? Where am I going to go? Yeah. Because um, you went Studio really, City, really hard. Letting Michael your, go. The last time. Letting Michael go down my arm. Um, I already told you, like, my application of, like, going through all of the, like, the public conjecture and reaction to my plants is more house plants. <laughs> more plants, man. Because <laughs> I've just had this, you know idea of having a sleeve and just having like a half a little bit over like it's not three quarters but it's a little it goes over my elbow a little bit it's like i just want i want i want more of that i got to take into account the fact that i got jade on the forearm but that's the plan more plants for this arm and then we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah, and then maybe that'll be a, a holding point, but I'm kind of antsy to get that to get that done. Yeah, I'm. Not, I mean, I'm not. I'm not doing anything anytime soon. But I don't know. I just find it. It's funny. I mean, if not somewhat ridiculous, that two mid mid forty year old 
best friends who only ever had a tattoo of their wives' names on their asses that they got for for comedy's sake. Right. Started getting arm tattoos. Right. Together. <laughs> From the same guy. Yeah. But they're we they're they're cool. You know, it's a fun it's a fun process and it like you get to express something about yourself. Yeah, and it's not it's not a faux pas, but to go yeah, it's like more people have them than not now. You know? Yeah, it's not like it's I heard somebody talking recently, I don't know, I can remember who it was, and they were like, if somebody doesn't have any tattoos, I'm a, I'm suspicious of them. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh why? I mean, I like the just the personal growth of the fact that like the first time I went in to get the like the Elvish, like I was like feeling faint and like so in my head about it. And every time I go in there now, Michael's like, "Man, I just can't believe it." Now you're like, "Oh yeah, I just want to cover my whole arm because of the first time you came in here, man. I didn't know if I should do even that little Elvish." <laughs> yeah, you made a big because I was kind of freaking out about it. So like. Lily got me on the tattoo train. She got me over the hump. Like, I thought it was, you know, I I thought tattoos were cool on other people is the line that we wrote for the I'm a thoughtful guy thing. And that, that's basically how we felt. You get to a certain point in your career and in middle age where you're like, if anybody can get tattoos and do do whatever they want, it's us. I mean, it has, like, the the least impact you know, it's like we're not, we're not somebody, like people talk about like not getting hand tattoos or certain, certain jobs. I, yeah. And I see like the, the weather woman that she wears like a, a sleeveless dress and then she'll like, I think I've seen her on TikTok. She'll, she'll come home and she'll uh, remove her tattoo cover up, makeup, and she's got like full sleeves. Have you seen this woman? Yeah. She's Whoa, like a she's like a intense. news lady who like covers it up entirely because like your local news and you don't want to be can't like, trust a tattoo. You don't want to have those dirty inky arms talking about the next cold front. Right. You know nobody want to hear nobody want to hear about that cold front from an inky arm lady. I think that's I think that's not it's long changing. for this world. It's not long for this world. But like if in, if there's any stronghold of it, it's local news. Probably in the middle of the who knows where. People are also suspicious of um, people who don't have tattoos because of undercover cops. Oh, fun fact: mm. a lot of un uh, undercover cops are not to have uh, not supposed to have any visible tattoos. So, if uh, a random man or woman comes up, I knew that from working at a bar and bartending, and people and like undercover cops coming in and um, trying to bust you for fake IDs. Oh. Or, or like try to bring in a fake ID or not have their ID checked. It or seems whatever. like they should have tattoos for the for the very reason that they're undercover. Yeah, like cops. fake ones though. It's yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. If they don't have uh, visible tattoos, it's always like that's a cop. <laughs> that's what you would look for. Because what else? Yeah, would you I'd be look like, oh, for? that's a cop. Up, oh, he he accidentally I caught a glimpse of his badge. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no tattoos don't, don't like that's a cop. Badge. Yeah, no <laughs> tattoos is a cop. An undercover. Undercover. Cop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about. Just non undercover cops. I'm sure they can't have any visible tattoos showing, but mm. but that who so knows? that that's a stronghold of tattoo holdouts. Is if you want to be an undercover cop, it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot easier. Yeah. If yeah. you're an actor, you know, 
you want to play different roles, it's a lot of trouble to cover that stuff up. Yeah, the, yeah. The makeup nowadays is amazing, though. And pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have airbrush now for a lot of it. And there was an, I can't remember her name at the Grammys, was like totally tatted up, and then she was like, couldn't tell at all. Mm-hmm. When they get in there, when you get in the makeup chair, and there's like somebody else is worrying about that, like, <laughs> just painting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when we have our big acting break, Link, yeah, it won't matter. What is good? We'll just get uh, covered up. We're on the back end of seeming, uh, you know, it's like a little edgy. The back end of seeming a little That's edgy. A, it's like having a tattoo and like it, it like changing how people view you is like, oh, he has a little bit of an edge. Yeah. That's, it that's going away. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. I just, yeah, I think it's just, it's just kind of fun, right? It's just sort of fun. It's just like, as long now, th- there is the there is always the risk though that you get something that you don't like, and then you're just like, oh, okay, what do I? That's why you got to pick the right person. What do I do now? That's why, like, I'm attached to Michael because I completely trust him. And and I'm taking a big risk by getting. I I think it's a slightly bigger risk getting something that is completely original. That because there's the thing that's like, you might not understand that this ends up meaning something else, right? Or somebody really unsavory start saying that this thing means this. So I think you're in a safer place. Yeah, with house plants? You know what I mean, you know. Yeah, and then if I like if when my arm starts to wilt, I just have uh, realistically wilted house plants, you know, which I think will be fitting. There's a, yeah, there's lots of conjecture about well, what is this going to look like in 30 years? And I'll be like, I don't who cares? I'll be 76 years old. A lot of people <laughs> are getting uh hand tattoos now like that that's the new whoa you did that kind of a thing a lot of artists what i've read will refuse to give certainly give a hand tattoo if it's the first tattoo it's like you gotta you gotta demonstrate that you've that you're willing to be inked up before they're gonna go to your hand because it's so visible and it does have more of an impact on your perception or like your 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 mobility in life, certain jobs or whatever. The skin around there as well um, has a high turnover rate, so you have to get touch-ups quite often, and mm. it can bleed as well. So it's also just like, and some artists will kind of discourage it just because you might not be happy with it. Yeah, or term. someone will know like they they just have to go and get touch-ups every few years for them. Yeah. Like they're going to require more upkeep. I wonder if it hurts more or less. It's right on bone. It's uh, it'll, right yeah, on yeah, bone. Yeah. Bones, on, on my yeah, hand. That's, hands hurt. People get it on the palm of the hand, and that goes away like in, that's a, wild. in two months. You like, know? Michael did this amazing-looking heart in somebody's hand. And I was like, wow, that's that ain't going to last too long. No, it just kind of fades into dull nothingness. Mm. I'm not doing that. No hand stuff. So, it's, for me, I'm thinking... I'm thinking down the arm. But you got a some, whole nother arm. Some sort of pattern. And then, I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, I, I think if I, I don't, I just don't feel like my right arm's complete. And like, with what I'm going to go for next, that it might feel done or it might not. I have to wait and see. But that's kind of my plan. I think then it'll be in a, bit, a little bit yeah. of a holding pattern. I don't think I'm ever going to get anything bigger than bigger than this it may eventually one day culminate into more but i don't think 
I, don't, I mean, maybe something on this side. It's funny, as, as people who are on camera a lot, like, so if I'm sitting down talking right to you right now, or I'm doing this, you don't see right. my tattoos because they're here, right? You just get a little peek. Is that? That's cool. Like if they're here. On the outside of your forearm? I'm not, I mean, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna do some there, but it's just, it's a different thing. It's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> I see that all, it, all times now. Yep. I don't know. I don't think I'll go on the face though, or the neck, I don't like that. I'm definitely not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. What about just behind your ear? Uh, a little, uh, a little musical. I, note. I just don't like little, a little musical little note right behind. That's your ear. That's why I like kept going bigger because mm -hmm. like I didn't want attention to be drawn to one thing. I didn't want it to be that I had a tattoo. I wanted it to be that I had an arm with tattoos on it. That was literally. That's what kept pushing me bigger. Was that for me? That's what I wanted. Was more of a sleeve than like a tattoo. Mm. I wanted to have a like a piece. Right, yeah, and I think I my know, mentality that, was, that was just my is the opposite, preference. which is like little, little, little pieces that make something bigger. Yeah, charm bracelet versus wedding dress. Which do you want? Okay, it's quite an analogy. <laughs> you know, I want a wedding dress. Well, we've done it, Link. We've done another episode <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, we've done it, and and if you you've you've done it, you've made it. You've made it to the end, and. Um, I'm glad you're still here. What do you, what you want to do now? Maybe leave a review. Uh, let let the algorithms know how much you like this show. It does help us. Use hashtag Ear Biscuits and leave us a voicemail. You know, dare us to respond. Yeah. With your assertions, one eight 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 Earpod One. Bye bye. Hey, Red Link. My name's Mike. I uh, just want to let you guys know that I sent. 10 years in the military overseas, and you guys have really helped with coming home and readjusting and just being able to laugh again. You know, uh, things over there get pretty dark sometimes, and you guys were a light for sure. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>